and we are live today hello hello welcome everybody i am really honored that emily ridout is going to be joining us again hello emily welcome hi sue thanks for having me oh gosh it's my pleasure i enjoy talking to you so um we're going to be talking today about like using your astrological chart as a business tool right mm -hmm. Okay. And as a tool for life. So, yeah. You know, astrology, you know, in business and life, I think a lot of us today, you know, a long time ago, business and life felt more separate than it is today. But I think more than ever, even though you have a business part of your life and you have a personal part of your life, business occasionally feels personal, right? Like we want to feel. <laughs> connected to our work in some way. That doesn't mean we want our work to take over our lives, but it does mean that we want to have that personal connection to our work. And I think that also um, you see more and more people using business as a tool to actually connect with people that they really resonate with. Um, here's, here's an example right now is we're talking through the mechanisms of our business. And I feel so you know, lucky to have met you and connected with you in this life. Yeah, I feel the same. So, and I'm, I'm watching your videos on YouTube or not YouTube, but Instagram and everything. And when you come on, I'm like, yeah, yeah. And so it is an interesting way that we've been able to connect through astrology and through energetic work and through, you know, our beliefs and, and talking about all of this together. Totally. It's it's beautiful, really, how we are able to connect, especially now when the world is so technologically connected. You can connect with people anywhere in the world, um, sometimes even without a common language, right, through translation and all of these things. And so more than ever, we all have the capacity to to really use business as a way to not just, you know, provide for ourselves or offer services to others, but to connect with other people and serve the world in a way that really deeply resonates with us. And I think that's, that's kind of a cool hallmark of this burgeoning Aquarian age where we're all co-facilitating. <laughs> And yeah, co-facilitating facilitating and also making these shifts and really getting more in alignment because I feel like, you know, from maybe like the 50s to even the 90s or something like that, it was just work, 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 work. You go to work, you're supposed to, you know, work your fingers to the bone. And, you know, that was my mom always saying that song, work your fingers to the bone. What do you get? Bony fingers. You know, it's just like, and nowadays it's like we can use our work as a tool as well. Like we can be a little bit more um, conscious and intentional about the work that we do. We can also, it's much easier to vet the people who we're working with. So that we make sure, you know, when when I'm setting up interviews with people or when I'm um, interviewing writers for the website, I'm always looking at their website. I'm testing out their, you know, free reading software or whatever to see, 
what level of authenticity they're bringing and are they just using the tools that you know we consider sacred as money makers you know and there is a difference between using it and making money with it and just using it you know what i mean though like you know using it in a way that's exploiting it that's the word i'm looking for yeah I see that. Yeah, there's there's a difference between having an ability to use the tool well and offering it really from the heart and for the benefit of all beings, right? Um, and making money as a byproduct of that purposeful endeavor versus um, perhaps just picking something up and trying to, you know, sell it. Um, th there is certainly some nuance there. And, you know, right now, and it's interesting you brought up from the 50s to the 90s, right? Because this whole time that all of us are alive, right? This time is the time between the Piscean and the Aquarian age. And in this mm -hmm. time, businesses are fundamentally shifting as well as every aspect of life, right? So we're having this fundamental shift in the way that humanity co-creates our human connections with each other, our ways of being. And, you know, in this phase, it's really a liminal state. And, um, you know, I studied folklore. So folklorists love the word liminal and we always define it. We're like a state in which all rules are lifted and we can rewrite the rules so that we leave one identity behind and come into a new identity, right? So right now, we're in a process of disillusion, right? Looking back, you know, what worked, what didn't work in the last 2000 years, gosh, there's a lot there we could unpack. <laughs> and what do we want it to be like moving forward? And the wise people who have really studied the Aquarian age so deeply have largely predicted the same thing, which is what we're moving into is a space where not just the few become enlightened in an age, right? The few wise masters, but where what was available previously to only the wise, the highly educated, the people who could pay for it, right? Is going to become available for all people. And so it's not just the few who will live a good life and the rest that will toil and suffer, but that a huge amount of humanity will move out of the state of suffering and into the state of higher states of conscious awareness. And so, um, you know, I know a lot of your listeners are spiritual businesses themselves, right? And so just, mm -hmm. you know, deep bows to all of the, the people that our souls are connecting with who are trying to articulate ourselves in this way, um, to reach out to other people to say, hey, we used to do it this way, but how might we do it in the future? How can we collaborate in the future that, you know, serves for the benefit of all beings? And I really, um, I'm really encouraged that in this time, it's not the lone few who are doing this sort of work, but that everyone now is giving access, is given access to these tools, right? These, these modes of knowing. Yeah, yeah, and, and that they're more easily available that you don't have to hide out and, you know, kind of exchange papers in dark alleys just to make sure that the, the information gets passed on. It's true. You know, some of the things I teach 
publicly or semi-publicly to my students, you could not teach in previous right. times. And, um, you know, it's not that it's that shocking, but it is that those, those ways of knowing those symbolic representations were, were hidden for good reason, because even 200 years ago, you might've been in big trouble for discussing those sorts of matters um, outside of really hidden areas of particular, you know, spiritual sects or hidden, you know, closed door rooms. Right. Or or woven into folklore or woven into stories and, and games and things like that, that you might not necessarily be aware of the why you were doing things, but the whole mystical aspect of them was so steeped into, you know, was baked into the, the ritual and yeah. It's true. Most forms of religion, a lot of games, right? Playing cards, certainly you're a tarot reader and so mm -hmm. am I, right? Um, these, these sorts of things that, you know, you look at maybe a church or a religion and you say, well, why are they doing that? That seems peculiar, right? If you just sort of happened upon it, but there's, there's reason there that's steeped in these mystery traditions and then certainly playing cards and, and other um, forms of, you know, everything from music to, to esoteric mathematics has, has some of this information hidden in it. Right, right. And moving back to like the business side of things and being able to openly kind of work with astrology and bring your chart into your business because you're, it's, you know, so many of us are entrepreneurs, but then there's also these people who are CEOs and entrepreneurs are CEOs, we're the CEO, we're the CFO, we're the chief marketing coordinator, but using our charts and using the energy, because I've noticed since I've gotten much more aligned with the earth and with the cycles, how I'm influenced when it's Leo season, for, for example, I'm all about like shining my personality and, you know, and really kind of getting in that I don't know that I don't want to say that David Bowie <laughs> Ziggy Stardust kind of thing, but really kind of exploring different aspects of my personality and allowing myself to shine a lot more. Or, you know, when I'm trying to think or Gemini, when I'm really kind of focused again on the communication and how my words are and, you know, and it's not anything I think about and I'm not just like, oh, it's Gemini season. I should go update the copy on my, but I just feel more verbose when it's Gemini season for some reason. It's true. These things show up. And I, I love that you brought up businesses too, because one of the things that I love to do with businesses is I read the business chart and help people figure out how to position and articulate their businesses, as well as time certain launches and things like that. But I also work with people in businesses who have teams and they want to figure out how can I interact with this business or with my coworkers or with my employees, right? And figure out communication methods, company culture, the way that we need to 
work together? How can we actually live in harmony with each other by being in harmony with the greater resonance with the cosmos, right? And so there's there's so much there that's so juicy to unpack. And certainly people do, um, you know, not everybody's looking at the star charts in the way that I am as an astrologer, right? But they do, as you said, feel that in certain ways. Like you might not know the particularities of what's going on in Gemini season or Leo season or Libra season, which we're now in, right? But you do notice, you do notice it feels different, right? People even, I was at a chamber, speaking of business, I was at a chamber of commerce meeting yesterday and people were just like, oh yeah, the autumn feeling in the air has me doing these sorts of things. And so of course I was like, well, do you realize that that has something to do with this new moon and the Libra balance and also this really interesting juxtaposition of Mercury retrograde with invisible Venus and the sun crossing paths. And, you know, you don't go too deeply into it because sometimes that sounds like nothing, right? If you don't um, read astrology yourself, but you do see that people are picking up on it. And so when you read astrology, though, you can not just pick up on it and intuit it, but you can also say, oh, I actually see a pathway here on my chart, which is like a map, right, to help me align with what I want to create, right? For myself, the feeling of not just what, right, you want a successful launch, a happy relationship, enough money to do what you want to do and be what you want to be, but also the experience of it. Like I want to have that and I want to feel like, like I received it with a, with a feeling of gratitude. I want to have that and I want to feel calm while I move into that place. I want to have that and I want to feel a sense of self-love, right? Um, or, or whatever. Some people actually want to have something and they want to feel a sense of hustle too. Um, so mm. you have to, you have to listen to people and what they actually desire. And it's usually shown in the chart. Most of us have at least one area of life where we're like, Hmm, I want to feel like I earned that in a certain way. Like I want to troubleshoot this problem. My consciousness is interested in working this problem a different way, right? With, with some elbow grease. And then other areas where we say, you know what? I don't want to work hard for that. I want to just have it. I want to be myself and feel worthy and receive in this area. And so you see this in people's charts. And um, when you know this about your own chart and you know what the transits are doing, you can really use it as a great tool for your business, for your love life, for your finances, for your life purpose, for your career, for your community endeavors, for what you want to give back, for your spiritual purposes and your creative life, as well as just, you know, being yourself, having a good time. Right. That sounds, and I'm all like, <laughs> because it does, like you said, you can look at so many different areas and, and see, like, is this a good time for me to push forward even, or do I need to take my energy away from, you know, that hustle and put it somewhere else because it's, it's just going to balance me or be a more harm, harmonious 
way of doing things for me right now. Yeah. And, you know, being in harmony with yourself and with nature is very powerful, right? When you fight what is, that's when people suffer, right? When you, when you deny the existence of reality, you're like, I see that the sun is rising, but I'm going to insist that it's night and bully people till they agree with me. Well, then you're going to suffer, right? But if you just say, oh, this is truth. I see the truth. It's apparent and obvious. The sun is rising. Um, you'll be in harmony with that and you'll be able to focus your attention on what you want to build, what you want to have, who you want to be and who you want to be for others, right? Rather than um, on trying to convince yourself or others that something that isn't working will work, right? If you just lie to yourself a little more. Right. Well, and and like you said, uh, like a few minutes ago, this is all also in this Pisces to Aquarius phase too, where, where we're really opening up to what the truth is of what we want. And we're shifting, trying to shift at least society in a way that is more open to like allowing everyone to be who they are and yeah. And just moving forward with that. Right. And this shift is all about, you know, it's happening our whole lives so that there will be a degree of dissonance, right. In the energetic movement through this time. And so people who are feeling the urge to step into the Aquarian versions of themselves. Um, it doesn't mean Pisces versions are bad, right? Nothing's bad in that way. Right. But if you're feeling the urge to step into this new age, this new way of being, the challenging work is to say, okay, I've done that before, this other thing. I've experienced that, the degree of self-doubt, um, feelings even of shame people have, feelings of having to do it the way that it's been done before, even if it feels good and you had success. Something in people right now is whispering to them, what if you let go a little more and you stepped into this space of just allowing yourself to be your authentic self and to allow yourself to say, you know what, even though there's no model for what I'm about to do, I'm going to allow myself to do it. I'm going to listen to the inner guidance of my soul and do the scary thing, which is what we're all doing right now, which is dissolving the old system. And the only power you have to dissolve the old system is over the things that are in the domain of your own life. So you have no power to go to someone else and say, hey, I noticed you're doing business this way. That's really a an age business model. Why don't you try it? Right. Don't do that. Um, what you have the power to do is in yourself. And that's a far more scary process, right? Where you say, you're like, gosh, it almost feels like I'm standing on air, right? It's It feels like I should be more solid than the thing that is supporting me. How is this working? And yet it does work. And so it's the, it's the work of almost facing what is what you're afraid to let go of 
right? The story, the structure, the thing that you've done in the past, um, and you're stepping into this space of, okay, well, I suppose I'm now, you know, trying it this way. And there's something really interesting here, which is in the Aquarian age, the sign of cancer rules the area of work. Okay. Cancer is a sign of nurture and of intuitive knowing, right? Almost like the mother's intuition we think about, right? This sort of deep care that you have if someone has a baby and they're trying to nurture it and protect it. And so in your daily habits, in your daily work, you're meant to treat that like a burgeoning child, right? You're meant to nurture yourself, your health, um, as well as your habits and your work habits in a way that is caring and not in a way that is, you know, necessarily logical in the way that we think of logic. Right. There's no logic to it, though. And is this shift in the Cancerian energy a part of the way that the, the stars are shifting in, in perspective with the Earth? It is, yes. So, okay. yeah, so maybe um, maybe I'll explain the Aquarian age. It's a little complicated, right? But we operate in the West usually on tropical time. And so in this mm -hmm. system, we name the Zodiac not after the constellations, but on the, but on the angles among planets. Okay. In sidereal time, which means time relating to the stars, we relate the zodiac to the constellations. And so the two forms of time, sidereal and tropical time, are always interacting in a different way. And so the ages have to do with where our equinox points land in the sidereal zodiac. Okay. Um, yeah, I know it's it's a little. If, if you that, if people are listening and they understood it, like, great. If you didn't understand it, don't worry. It takes a lot of looking at graphs and charts and things until you're like, okay, I get it. Fine. Um, but it does have to do with the placement of our solar system within the broader constellatory backdrop. Okay. <laughs> but, and though you teach about this, so you do a course that people can learn how to read their own chart or even how to draw up a chart for their business, for example. Yes. Yeah, so I teach a course called Astrology Academy. Um, I've had people who are very beginners, never don't even know their big three signs take it. And I've had people who are professional astrologers themselves take it. And it will take you from not knowing or knowing some into knowing a lot more about your chart. And so it takes you in six weeks through everything you need to know to read your chart with the transits. And then I also do a series of bonuses for the people who are like, they just want to know more. They want to know how to read a couple's chart. They want to know how to read progressions. They want to know how the charts interact with the body, right? They want to know things like that. There are bonuses for that, that 
if you're just very beginning, you'll want to do the six weeks only maybe. Um, but there's, there's a lot of information in it and it's really fun. You get access to me also while you take the course. So I meet with you. We talk about charts. We talk about your chart. I answer your questions. So if you're like, you know, usually someone's like, okay, I get these things, but I don't understand this, the energy of this sign or why my Neptune is here and what that means, right? Or something like that. And so we we have these meetings where I help people with that. And, you know, for people who are interested in astrology, I always tell them, like, you can start by going and getting readings, things like that, but you're going to want to learn a little bit about it. You're going to want to learn this information because human interpretation is so much more accurate than any computer system could do. Um, <laughs> every once in a while, though, I do read a chart and I'm like, okay, well, this is the tech, like I, what's happening for you is actually a textbook example of it. So every once in a while, I'm like, oh, you could be in an astrology textbook because... It's exactly what's it's like when the when you read a tarot card and it's exactly the classical meaning of the card instead of any kind of external influences guiding it. Right. It's like when you're like, oh, this person has their son at the zero degree of Leo and they are a movie star. Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> you're like, okay. <laughs> well, that was that was easy. Um, that took zero effort on my part. But most of the time, there's a more robust meaning because these, these things operate on multiple layers of reality. And we live in a time right now where people are going deeper. So the textbook examples in my experience, they do pop up from time to time. You'll be like, oh, it's Libra season and I'm signing contracts. It's like, okay, that's a direct example. Um, but a lot of the time, there's much more to it than that. And it's, especially for people who feel intuitively, it's something that when you learn it, it can completely revolutionize and create a much more robust understanding of your own intuition, as well as the application of it in life. And, you know, I mean... I admit I'm biased because I use astrology in my own life, but for the last 13 years, I have seen people use this tool to completely revolutionize what they're doing in their lives, how they're doing it to change the experience of life into one of great joy from one of suffering. Um, it's truly your own personal map. So anywhere you want to go in life, there's an energetic imprint for that. And you can align with that and then have that. And you can also do it for others. So for people, I know that some of your listeners probably have tarot reading businesses or, you know, different, different energetically aligned businesses um, to have this as a tool to look at for your clients um, can be so amazing. I certainly partner with businesses um, and with medical practitioners, right? To do readings for people, you know, in support of 
alignment. Oh, that's interesting. That, and I know you're a body yoga um, astrology practitioner as well. And we were talking about this a little bit before we came on, but there are different seats in your body and different energy places that align with the zodiac signs too, right? Yes. So, um, so absolutely. So I'm an astro yoga specialist. And so your physical body and your subtle body has, has harmonic resonance with the astrology. And we were talking about this, right? Because I, I was saying that so often people hear that. And the first time they hear it, they're like, what, how, but really we know this, um, scientifically, for some of the more overt examples. And then we know this through, you know, millennia of watching it happen through the more subtle channels, but um, things like your melatonin spiking when the sun goes down is an astrological association with the body. Um, things like your teeth falling out and coming back in when you're seven-ish years old at the Saturn square, puberty at the Saturn opposition, um, burgeoning youth adulthood at the next Saturn square and full adulthood at the Saturn return, right? That's an example of an astrological association with the body. Um, people who menstruate having a lunar cycle, right? As well as the more subtle emotional and hormonal cycles that are associated with the moon. There's just a lot, um, of physical things there, as well as the more subtle things, right? The associations with the chakras, um, the things that even modern medicine has no idea, right? Exactly what they do, right? Things like the cardiac ganglia, um, which is that nerve cluster behind the heart. They can't untangle that yet, right? They, okay. they have some ideas. They're like, okay, we think it helps the heart continue to beat, but there's so many functions of it that have not been made clear, right? There are a lot of things, especially in the nervous system, in the fascia system, in the lymphatic system, in the endocrine system that we have a little bit, right? We know a little bit, um, or the brain, right? That place is crazy where we have some understanding, but we just haven't in modern exoteric science, right? Quite teased out, you know, through our methods, what's going on, but that these spiritual systems have pointed to for a long time and have given us hints at, and that, you know, if things continue as they've been going, science will eventually corroborate because science always tends to corroborate <laughs> yoga and astrology systems that are the, that are the true systems, right? Not the ones that people, right. you know, make there, there are some people who have, you know, elaborated perhaps through a lens of not quite understanding. So you do want to test your astrological and your subtle body knowledge against several, well, at least a true tradition, right? And certainly you want to make sure that the true teachers are corroborating that information, even if they're using, you know, slightly different vocabulary, because, you know, this one's from Tibet, and this one's from South India, and this one's from Europe, right? Um, it won't quite 
always be perfect, but they'll say largely the same truth and your soul will recognize that as truth. Right. So I'm all still like unpacking all of this too, because would a person like you could sit with somebody's doctor or with their chart and their doctor and be able to help them to identify different issues that might be coming up based on their chart. Yes. Um, I always like to give a caveat though, because sometimes, sometimes people come to me and even other astrologers have told them they're going to get a disease or something. That's not, that's not what happens in the chart. So don't pull out your chart after this and go panic. Right. Right. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Um, what happens is things, in the chart manifest on various levels of reality. When something manifests physically, okay, it's always manifesting physically, but it doesn't mean it will manifest physically as disease, right? Disease has something to do with blockage. It has something to do with injury, right? Um, So when something does manifest as an ailment, then we look at the chart and we can see what's going on there. Right. It does not mean that that chart means you'll get an illness. It means something's okay. happened. And because of the particular way that you're interacting with your own consciousness, the environment, you know, all of the different factors that make up, you know, why things happen to the body, then we can see a little bit more of what's going on. We can work with the person to get them in right energetic alignment for healing. Right. And, and so you're sort of attacking it from, from both ends, right? And I've had injuries that I look back on the astrology and I'm like, yep, you know, there it is. There's that time I, you know, broke a vertebrae in my back or broke my arm. I Capricorn placement. Um, so, 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 but it's, you see what I'm saying is it's not just because you have a placement you know, something was badly aspecting your Mars or your Saturn does not mean that you'll have an injury from that. But if you do, then we can use your chart to work with your medical practitioner, um, to work with you and to get you in a place where the healing is more um, good feeling. Supported. Yeah. Yeah. And then When people like, I I have so many questions. Okay. So when people are working with their own chart, they have one chart from when they're born, right? And then they have one chart from today, for example, and these would be two different charts kind of. Yes. So there's layers to astrology. um, I think is what you're getting at is everybody has the natal chart. That's the main chart, your birth chart. There it is, right? That's the big whammy. Um, usually personally, I like to read tropical birth charts. Um, you can also have a sidereal birth chart. So if you want to be picky, you can say you have two birth charts or two layers to the same birth chart, one against the tropical and one against the sidereal birth chart. Okay. Um, then there's the transit chart. That's what's going on for everybody and how it's affecting you. Okay. Mm, Okay. Um, then we have something called progressions. So, and that's sort of what you've learned so far, what you've experienced so far, and the burgeoning um, 
energetic influences of experience, which are going to give you even more information. So we have, you know, sometimes people come for one reading or sometimes people ask me, well, how, how do you have clients who come every single month? And I'm like, well, there's a lot to get into. Um, in the same way that we couldn't describe your whole life in an hour, right? We can't describe your whole astrology in an hour. Um, although we can get pretty, we can get pretty deep in, in just one session, but, but there are all these layers. And so one of the things I teach, um, my astrology students, and I think why professional astrologers do come to me for continuing education as well as beginners is they're getting a much more robust understanding of the, of, I guess, of reading with nuance and precision, right? Being precise and yet also being able to see the complexity of something because you can't just look at one placement and say, well, that's it, right? That's right. you. You know, you're not the same as you were 20 years ago. Um, and yet something in you has been unchangeable. Right, right. Like there's that undertone of who you are and the experience piles on there and, and moving and doing things and everything. But the essence of you is still there and still usually the same. Totally. And then circumstance plays a role too, right? You, when you've been traumatized by something or when you've been frightened or when you've been joyful or when you've just accomplished a big goal, right? Those are all different pieces of you, which are more like decorative pieces and not the real you. And so the astrology chart can help you understand, okay, how can I get back to the center of me? And also how can I navigate these smaller circumstances, right? The moments where, wow, I'm really healing something, some emotional injury or physical injury. Wow, I'm really um, trying to achieve something. Um, wow, I'm really wanting to move into a space of um, a new phase in my life, right? Parenthood, career focus, uh, retiring, right? All of, you know, all the things we do at different moments. And so, there's, there's astrology, I guess that should be my catchphrase. There's astrology for that, right? <laughs> That's a good idea. Cause like, there's no oil for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, and when people take this, it's the astrology Academy, correct? Mm. That yeah. is opening up. So they would be able not only to read their own chart, but also to read charts for other people and draw up charts for other people. Yes. So okay. it contains all the information you would need to do that. Um, the degree to which someone is comfortable doing that is usually the degree to which they've they've gone deep with information, right? So someone might watch it and they'll be like, okay, I feel good. I can read for myself, but I don't feel ready to read for others. Another person might learn the information, really resonate with it, and suddenly discover that they can read quite fluently, right? Um, it does take, it's not like you watch the videos and you'll magically be able to read. It does take practice, right? Mm -hmm. And in the same way that learning to read 
English takes practice, right? You start, you're reading chapter books, story books. All of a sudden you could read anything from Shakespeare to Moby Dick, you know, and, and understand it and understand the degree of nuance, right? Of the symbolism in the book and the, the undertones of the dialogue of the characters, right? That takes a little more. And so you start and you're like, wow, this is slow going. I'm reading like, see Dick run, <laughs> right? Do you remember those? Um, and then, and then you're suddenly able to read, I don't know, Harry Potter. <laughs> and then, and then along comes, you know, those very difficult, you know, war and peace. And you're like, wow, it's so subtle. Right. But I understand. Yeah. Right. And that would also really help you in your day-to-day -day life, I would think, because like you said, there's there's like the group or the collective energy and what's going on with with and for everyone in the moment. Yeah. So you can know when to time events. You can also know when you're walking around. So reading the charts goes from chart to life, but you can also read life. So when you start recognizing the energies of astrology, you'll see what people are going through because people reveal themselves to you. Um, not, not because they're telling you with words, but because, you know, you can just see, okay, these things are at play. And so it's, I mean, it's just one of the most useful things. I certainly, I mean, I don't, I don't subscribe to a fear-based model. Like obviously we're talking right now, it's Mercury retrograde. Things are <laughs> fine. I have done things during Mercury retrograde and been like, okay, there was a hiccup there. Mercury retrograde's not the biggest deal retrograde though, but you can figure out the timing of things in a way where where you're not scared, but you're also just thinking, you know what, I think people are going to be in this sort of a place at that time. Would that energy be useful energy for me to assert these ideas at this time? Would that energy be the right energy for me to be spending myself, my own energy in these ways? Or should I be focusing on a different, a different area? That makes sense. So you can kind of avoid faux pas, shall we say, or even really uncomfortable situations by just shifting things maybe a couple weeks to allow an energy to play out. Yes. And, and you can really highlight your strengths, right? So if you're mm. um, actually, I'm, I'm publishing a book this fall, and I've definitely looked at publication dates. So in my head, I'm like, okay, you have to finish these tasks so that it publishes in this like sweet spot, um, you know, based on my own personal astrology and uh, what I want the book to do. Right. And so you can, you can use this information to do things like that for yourself. Um, you don't want to overdo it, right. You don't want to like plan your your coffee meet up with some with a new contact or something based on astrology. But if you're publishing a book, if you're getting married, if you're um, 
you know, trying to plan a big event, a retreat, perhaps for your business, you know, launching a new product. Those are the sorts of things where you'd look at the astrology. Um, for most of the time, I don't encourage people to be too um, hyper retentive about it. Like you don't want to, you don't want to be like, mm, I am not going to have that Zoom meeting because, you know, Mercury is in retrograde or something. Um, you might during Venus retrograde want to reschedule your haircut though. That's the one thing. That's the oh, one really? thing <laughs> that I always do is I'm like, ah, I think I'll just wait till after Venus retrograde, but Venus doesn't retrograde that much. But, um, that is sort of the textbook notorious thing that happens during Venus retrograde is bad haircuts. So, huh. so <laughs> So wait on your daring aesthetic choices till she goes forward. Because um, sometimes people do that and they're like, ooh. Uh-oh. But hair grows yeah. back. So again, it's not that big of a deal. Right. Well, and I always, always get the urge to update my website right smack in Mercury retrograde. And I always kill my website and end up having to get like the files to restore it. Mm. And I'm just like, Sue, again? Did we do this again? <laughs> well, it's a good time to reflect on what's on your website and to prepare to update it, actually. So it makes sense that you would do that. Yeah. And website updates are very different than deciding to get like a tattoo on your face or. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. But I also love the fact that you bring in planning out things like book releases, launches, um, retreats, um, events that you're bringing together a lot of people like in an audience. Like one of my big dreams is to have like spiritual business spotlight, like a, an event where I have people talking on stage, you know? So that would be something that I would really want to look at the planetary aspects for myself and for the business to see. Now, how do you calculate your business birthday? Good question. Um, that depends on when you launched it. So if you registered with your municipal entity as an LLC or something, that's an obvious, right. you know, paperwork moment. Um, but for people who don't do things like that, or you had a softer start or a shift, right? You want to look at sort of the exact moment that you you initiated that, you launched your first service. You, right, that would be where I would look. Or, and this could be a secondary chart that you would also look at, the moment where you go all in. So the first, the first bit beyond thinking, the first bit of doing, right? the first bit right. of actualization. Um, and then uh, if if there was a span between that, some people go all in immediately, but a lot of people are like, okay, I'm going to try teaching a class on this. I'm going to, I'm going to do a soft, you know, sort of workshop, see if people are receptive to this thing I'm doing or, or soft product launch, you know, sell it to 50 people, see if they like it kind of thing. And then there's a moment where people are like, oh, now this is my primary occupation. Yeah. 
And so I would look at those two moments and you can, you know, you tease it out for the, for the person, right? So for you with spiritual business podcast, I would do the first date of recording or the first date of launch, right? The first, or maybe even if you had started a social media channel before that, like the first moment where you're like, hello world, right? Because that's what happens at your birth, right? You literally come out of a womb and it's the first time someone sees your face. Right. Yeah, true. And you would, would you sit with a person with their two charts, like their, their personal chart and their business chart and kind of do a, a shared energy in almost like in a relationship reading? Yeah. So I do do that. Um, people who want to do that with me, they, they can actually schedule a synastry reading, a couple's reading with their business if they want. Um, or, um, I always encourage people to just sign up for a regular reading too, because the regular reading, you get 75 minutes of whatever you want. So on the intake form, People are often like, I want to do my astrocartography to see where to locate my business or where to move, right? Mm -hmm. I want to do a relocation chart for a particular area. I want to do my solar return chart. So what's the next year going to look like? Uh, I want to do my birth chart. That's the most common one, of course. Um, I want to do my progressions. I want to do my business stuff. And for people who don't know, they can just sign up for a reading, show up. I'll pull up their charts on the spot and we just we just go into, right. into what people want right if someone doesn't know what they want i read their natal chart but if someone's like i need to know something about my business i need more information here i need to know how to articulate myself i need to know the communication style of the business um i actually was reading i did several business readings um in the last couple months um and I remember reading someone's chart, and I think it's okay to share this, but they said, have you been looking at my company website? Because this is exactly like our mission statement. And I remember, I was like, I haven't, I didn't even know, you know, I didn't, I didn't look right. it up, but I, I do remember a moment where someone said that. And I thought, how interesting that, that the astrology of this business shows up so prevalently just through, and this person, you know, is very tapped in through this person's intuitive knowing of, of their business. And so, I don't know, I think looking at business astrology can be really rewarding and it can also just give you that extra oomph, right? How can this business make money? There's a big question I get a lot in the business readings how can my business make more money, right? How can, also how can my company culture feel good? Um, for individual entrepreneurs, we can just look at their birth chart. How can they make more money, right? How can they feel good as they work? How right. can they feel purposeful? Um, there's so much that's there. Right. I'm about to go grab my chart and be like, like the baby, like, the, you know, the, the doctor is there and they're like, look at my baby. This is my baby. Tell me about my baby. <laughs> no, but I, I mean, it's fascinating because on the one hand, like you said, you can see so much about a person and their personality. And if they're an entrepreneur, then really how their 
their energies and their cycles and what's going on with them can feed into what they need to do within their business. And then treating the business as if it were an entity in and of itself is an interesting thing because that's one of the things too is like um, seeing your business as an entity rather than as a thing, but as like a thing with a purpose and a mission and a live thing and something that has, you know, is breathing in a way that you need to nurture. It absolutely is, you know, and even like, I don't have a team. I'm just me. Right. Um, my business name is Emily Ridout Astro Yoga. It's my name plus the words Astro Yoga. Um, right there on the screen. <laughs> there. And even that, I, I have noticed, you know, since I began doing this, and I started 13 years ago, but really in the current iteration, I started what I'm doing more robustly now about eight years ago. And I, sometimes I look at it and I'm like, wow, you're really like, I'm over here. I'm me. This is, this feels like a piece of me. It feels like something that's from me. It feels very authentically connected with me, but sometimes I look at it and I'm like, this is really like an energetic formation also outside of me because, um, because I'm over here and sometimes the business is doing things with a life of its own. And, yeah. and that, you know, has so much to do, even though I'm a single person business, um, that has so much to do with the energy of the clients and the collaborators and the people that I serve and the conversations that are going on that, you know, literal Emily is not always present at now. Um, and, and thank goodness, like, the the students I've trained and the readings they're doing, I see things happening with this energetic entity, which is, you know, of me, but not, it's not quite me, me, right? And so there is, there is something to that. And it can be so amazing. I'm sure you see it too, with your podcast, people share it, people listen to it. Sue is not always present, right? Listening and sharing. Uh, someone else is doing that. And so the, we do create these things. And when we create them with the highest good in mind, with the effort to serve others, I think that they they take on this life and hopefully do things out in the world. And they, they almost have a color to them, like an aura, mm -hmm. an auric light shade. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, you you really pointed to a thing like with spiritual business spotlight, sometimes I'll just be like, I'm not really sure if I'm going to, and you know, it just picks up the, the group grows and grows and grows and people are in there and they're having conversations and everything like that. People listen to the podcast. They're like, oh, I heard these podcasts, I would talk to somebody the other day and she's like, yeah, I'm a, she wrote, she said, oh, she listened to this one episode. And so I mentioned it to her. She's like, yeah, I'm a fan. I listened to all your episodes. And I was like, wow. Okay. <laughs> so, but yeah, like you said, they really have their own energy and they have their, and we pour so much of our hope and energy and skill and know-how, but that grows as well. And I'm sure that has the cycles of, you know, like you were, I think we were talking about it earlier in this conversation, but the, the puberty and the grown up 
phase, you know, when it would have its Saturn return, but all of that then reflects on us as well as, you know, kind of the life giver. We're almost like the moms, you know, and, and yeah. Totally. And there is that moment where the business is in gestation, gestation, right? Where <laughs> you're like pregnant with your business idea, metaphor, right. right? You're like, okay, I'm holding this. It's a piece of me. If I'm not with it, it's dead, right? But then totally. after you birth it, it still needs you for a while to, I mean, it always will need you. You're its mother, right? Or whatever. But, but there's a moment when it's seven, eight years old where it goes off and it plays with its friends, metaphorically, but also kind of literally in this case. And you're like, okay, have fun. I trust you. Right. You know, I have so many students. I'm like, I trust you. Go teach astro yoga. Have a great, you know, nice. have a great class. I'm not there, but I know that they are well-trained. I know that they are articulate. I know that they have deeply thought about these things. And I know without taking those classes that those classes are excellent, you know? Right. And I love that. I love that you're, you're open enough to prepare other people to do the work that you're doing and you give them that foundation and you're confident in what you teach them that they will be able to take that and teach it in a way that you can be proud that you are the teacher of them that you taught them how to do it that is my big reason why sue honestly when i started doing this i actually was nervous you know because when you come out as an astro yoga teacher and there are so few in the world and people so often in the first seven or eight years were like, did you make that up, Emily? I'm like, no, it's thousands of years old. I've spent 13 years studying it. <laughs> like, just trust me, like there's a deep history here. Um, but my primary purpose was saying, this is the most useful modality I've ever come across. And I've come across a lot. Um, uh, this along with tarot, which of course they're so related, right? Tarot and astrology are I mean, tarot is a depiction of astrology, right? So, but I was like, this is the most useful system. I want the yoga teacher training students that I teach. I want the people that I come into contact with to be able to use this tool. And that's why I teach the classes is like, yes, you can come for a reading with me. Um, I have a finite amount of time. I want to read everyone's charts. If someone's listening to this and they want a reading, come on, come on over. I'd love to meet them. But also, like, I want to train people to know how to use this for themselves. I want people to be self-empowered. And I want people to, to not feel like, you know, I want to train enough amazing astrologers and astro yoga teachers that I'm not the only one teaching it. I want to have people that I've trained who are so excellent that you could go to their class and it will be accurate useful and amazing to be at because you know in our physical forms we uh there's only there's only so much time there's only so much space but in in the quantum field where we are connecting with other beings and sharing this knowledge we have an infinite capacity to transmute this energy for all beings everywhere. Yeah, yeah, totally. And 
And this is what we're coming up into. And this is where we're headed in the future is really this, you know, it's the ripple effect of it all as well. So. Yeah. And people need this information. And that's why I'm sure that's why you're doing what you do. That's why I'm doing what I do is um, we like we we're here sharing this for a reason. Um, and if people resonate with this stuff, they're resonating with it for a reason. And soon, I think soon, I'm saying like in the next two to 300 years, this information that now few hold uh, the many will hold. And so what we're doing in this life is sharing it with others. Right, right. And also, yeah, I'm just like, and getting the scientific community involved and really like, you know, and writing it out and sharing it and, and making it bigger and bringing it out from those caves and, you know, and, you know, knock three times on the door and say the secret code so that you can get in. Yeah. But yeah. Right. We're demystifying it. Um, so many times, right, people look at things like alchemy and they're like, what do they mean lead to gold? Right. You can't change lead into gold. Right. You hear that all the time. And you and then when you say, oh, well, you know, alchemy was a school of meditation and this was actually encoded language to describe Saturn to the sun in astrology as well as the root chakra to the crown chakra, right, in the body. And we're talking about layers of human consciousness and the fact that lead, right, your experience on earth can be turned into gold, the state of heavenly or spiritual awareness, right? The fact that, you know, the heaven that people sort of talk about heaven, right? Where you're like, oh, it's out there is actually here now and available within you. It's like, that's what astrology and alchemy and yoga and all these systems are trying to make people understand is you can transmute your physical form, your environment right here, the very room you're in, you don't have to go somewhere. You can be in a state of absolute bliss in life now. Now there's like a road to get there, right? A metaphorical road, but which is what the astrology chart shows, you know, what the tarot path describes as well is these states of consciousness, which beget the states of meditative awareness that awaken the pieces of the body that allow you to experience that heavenly state of bliss. But, um, you know, it all sounded so crazy because it was all so hidden and right. now we see these things and we're like, okay, so lead means state of life on earth, mundane reality, things you can touch. And gold means state of, you know, super conscious awareness, ability to communicate with others in a loving manner, the state of peace, love, and bliss. Oh, I can have that now, right? That's, that's these systems in a nutshell. Right. Right. And that's what people are trying to make others aware of, so many others aware of, so that everybody is capable of getting that. And like you said in the beginning, not just those few and not just, you know, the lucky ones or the ones that have money, but everybody is able to access that for themselves. Right. And the only person who can access it for you is you. 
Right. And which is why I want to teach these systems to people, right? Is because um, like I can read your chart all day, but when you intrinsically know the path you have to follow to find your own bliss, like we, we help facilitate people getting to their bliss by being blissful ourselves. So if you want right. to change the life of your teenage daughter or your spouse or your anyone, your dog, right? Anyone. <laughs> the life of someone you're close to, um, you, you got to just change yourself because you can't actually change their state of awareness. But we do, we our energy fields do intersect. So the happier, healthier, greater harmony, well-being that you have in every area of your life will ripple out to the people around you. Um, and so if you want to give something good to someone else, um, you know, be in harmony, health and well-being and then share your gifts. Right. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Definitely. Share a little bit about your class. When does it start? How can people sign up? Um, yeah, so Astrology Academy is starting October 19th. Okay. You can sign up right now. And it is, and when you sign up, you'll get the initial email and you'll actually get your full course workbook. Um, and this workbook it's like 150 pages. It's a journal and you're able to, it's really fun. And it asks you questions to encourage you to deepen your understanding of your own chart. You could do this workbook for every chart you read if you're really working on getting deep with it. Um, and so the course is six weeks long. It starts October 19th. Um, you will get recorded lessons that you can watch, you know, whenever you please. And then we'll have specific times that we meet on Zoom where I answer your questions. And for the people who are busy, like if you haven't watched the lesson yet, you can still come to what I'm calling office hours where we get to talk because um, other people will be in the same boat. You'll have similar questions and we can actually pull up people's charts, give examples. Um, it's really fun too. Um, and you'll learn all about the cultural connections with astrology as well, um, as well as how to read, read your chart, read the charts of others. Um, I really encourage people to reach out to me if they have questions um, or just sign up. It's going to be a really good time. Cool. Yeah. I'm really excited that you're sharing this again and, and to be able to chat with you about it, because I think this like we've been talking about, it's, it's time now, you know, it's time for people to learn and it's time for people to understand themselves better so that they can access those blissful moments. And so that they can kind of nurture themselves in a really different way than if they're not so self-aware or they're just kind of fumbling, you know, like we do until we get to the point where we're not fumbling anymore. Totally. And challenge will always arise, but eventually challenge starts to feel like a friend, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's showing you something interesting. Um, challenge doesn't always feel like a friend though. So don't, you know, don't get it twisted. But um, yeah, people, 
you know, it's just so great to have a map. Mm-hmm. So often people are like, I wish I knew what to do. It's like, oh, here's a map. <laughs> right? And then they're like, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. It really is nice. I mean, sometimes though, the map tells you that you have to do the very thing that you thought you had to do, but you didn't want to do. So then sometimes you're like, oh, boo on the map, but, (laughs) (laughs) but it's still nice to have a map. At least then you can see it. Something. Right. Right. And you can probably see like, not only boo, I have to go through this, but then yay, where's the light at the end of the tunnel in this? Yeah, it, it's a temporal map. That's true. So you see, I'm going through this, and when does it end? Mm-hmm. When will I conclude this period of my life? And I think that's, you know, in 2020, when everybody was like feeling so intensely about life experience that year, um, I remember sitting there and thinking, I'm so happy I have a a time frame on what mm. what this period of transformation is. I'm so happy that I see, you know, the nuances of what's going on, what's likely to happen when energetically, and what I can do to sort of mitigate my own life experience in these in these moments when you know humanity on many many subjects on many, many levels and many, many locations was in a state of um, anxiety, clashing opinions, right? Mental tension, physical tension, um, just a lot, just a lot going on in those couple of years. And so it was really helpful for me to see that astrology um, and to be able to you know, share it with my clients and students in a way where there was a lot more hope and a lot more peace and a lot more sort of acceptance of others and what they were going through so that we could, you know, move through in a state of harmony, relative harmony. Right. Well, with a little bit more peace and 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 understanding that this is just a phase of it, and that there would be changing energies at the end of it or through it. Yeah, and just sort of seeing like, okay, these groups of people are going through these things. These groups of people are going through these things. Where's my positionality in this? Um, where am I in the astrocartography map? <laughs> right, all of these things, and then you're just sort of like, okay. I'm, I can, I I have some, like, I have just a a little more information that makes it um, at least easier mentally to find my position. Right. Yeah. Well, we're still working through some interesting times now. And I'm just all like, when's the boring times going to be back? (laughs) No. I think the boring times have gone. Yeah. Well, and and like you mentioned in the beginning, I mean, we are transitioning and transition and change is oftentimes more exciting than perhaps what we were used to. We had a relatively, at least us in the Western world, mostly, we had a pretty calm time. So... 
That's true. Yeah, for the most part. For the most part. Yeah. Yeah. So with that, I think that um, I really appreciate you coming on and sharing all of your knowledge and wisdom and really like, I hope that anybody who's watching this, if you are looking to learn more about yourself, about your family, about, you know, just your personality and to get that roadmap, then you can start on October 19th. Well, you can download your book right away. If you sign up for the Astrology Academy, you can download your book right away. And then the classes start on October 19th. So, and I will put all of the information into the show notes and onto the YouTube channel so that anybody who's watching the um, replay will also have access to the information. So, but thank you, Emily. Thank you, Sue. You're always so fun to chat with. You are too. So I'm just like, yay. And I was thinking about you, like you reached out and I was just like, I should have Emily on because I knew that you were coming out, you were doing a launch. So I was just like, yeah, let's talk about astrology. We can't talk about astrology enough. So, yeah. It's a good time to talk about astrology too. There's, there's a lot of richness in there these days. Definitely. And like you said, it gives people a a roadmap and it allows them to look at their position what's coming up in their lives and to really find that internal peace and be able to move forward with a little bit more security perhaps within themselves. Yeah, it, it shows the way it requires a little bit of fearlessness as you do it. Cause you're like, okay, I'm dismantling the things I thought I had to have that I actually don't want. Right. And then and then just so much good comes out of it. Yeah, I can imagine. So I have to look at my chart. Like I said, I would go get it and be like, look at this. Look at my baby. But <laughs> I won't torture you with that. So it's no torture. <laughs> You're like, it's what I love to do. That's one of the beautiful things about the work that we do too, is just like we show up and we're hungry for it. We're just like, yeah, give me more because this is what I love doing. And I, and yeah, there's just nothing like it. It's true. There's a joy there. Mm-hmm, definitely. Definitely. Well, Emily Ridout, and you can find her um, work. You do have an astro yoga site. Um, it's just emilyridout.com and then they can do astro yoga or they can do the astrology academy like slash astro yoga or slash astrology academy right yes so if you just click on emilyridout.com you'll find everything i do you'll find my services i have a membership program um the two primary courses astrology academy and then at the spring equinox i teach astro yoga teacher training um And so, yeah, so all of that's on the website. It's just my name. Or if people are watching this and they forget my name, they just Google Astro Yoga. I usually pop up pretty quick. Mm -hmm. Yep, exactly. Well, thank you for your time and your energy and all your wisdom that you shared with us today, Emily. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Sue. Such a joy. It is, definitely. 
So take care, everybody. We'll see you soon. And um, yeah, look up Emily if you're interested in learning about either astrology or astro yoga. So take care. Have a fabulous day. Bye, Mom. Love you. <laughs> My mom was here. <laughs> oh, really?